This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. This is a Fast Break Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Anderson. Alongside me, as always, is a regular winner. What's up, what's up, guys? And Dave Elser. I'm tired. So am I, Dave. I'm running on fumes. But <laughs> this is an emergency podcast. The fuels are running low, but we need to get this bird off off the ground. Woj bombs dropping. They have no, down. no consent for our day time. Like, That's it's just it's when it happens, it happens. One thing before we get into this, go to Most Valuable Pod at Most Valuable Pod <laughs> on Twitter and like my tweet because Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN has the biggest button of dropping bombs on his desk. Sources tell me I've seen it teach. I'm just saying. Check out the tweet. It was a pretty good tweet. I was I was happy with it. I think we Be got careful, three favorites right now. Be careful. You might upset uh, King Jong Un. You might upset him. Did you say King Jong Un? Kim. Okay. Kim. I thought you called him I King Jong. It's not like the first time. King Jong Un. By the way, I watched mm. the interview again. Like two it nights ago. It was on TV. It was fantastic was again. Okay, yeah. let's get in the trade talk because <laughs> what happened is way more important than any of the stupid shit. That movie was right pretty now. good. I, I like know. that movie. As you guys know, the Clippers have sent Blake Griffin to Detroit Rock City, and they also sent Willie Reed's bum ass with him and Bryce Johnson <laughs> with him. And the Pistons sent Tobias Harris to LAC, Avery Bradley's expiring c- contract, Boban, Boban, uh, Marjanovic? I always forget how to mess it. We just call him Boban here on the podcast. Uh, a 2018 first-round pick that is protected, and a 2019 second-round pick that is unprotected, but you don't need to protect second-round picks because that'd be weird. Yeah. Um, but that is the trade back and forth. So let's just get the, the reaction going right away. What is your reaction to Boban? Blake Griffin being traded because apparently this has been in the the, the, the works for six days. Oh. But weirdly enough, yeah, that's what Woj tweeted out. But then Woj also tweets out this morning at 8, 8 a.m. that the Pistons are now opening up trade yeah. talk for, for Avery Bradley. Ricky and I were talking about this. It was just a little bit of a ploy to get the, this ball rolling and to get the Clippers to agree to this trade. Woj pushed him over the edge with that one, you think? Pretty much. Yeah, no, I'm I'm shocked, honestly. Like, this is, this is the start of the end, I hope, for, like, the Clippers era, the, this is Rebuild 101. You move your biggest, longest contract, and now it's time to plan for the future. But also, there's the rebuilding on the fly is what they're trying to do, because right now they get Avery Bradley, they get Tobias Harris. These are two starters for them, Ricky. And mm-hmm. I mean, this is a team that's still in the playoff hunt out in the Western Conference. This could be a team that's still without Blake well, to make the playoffs. The thing that I would be interesting to see is when I heard Avery Bradley was going to be in this deal, the first thing I thought of is... Is he going to finish out his time here, or could they be quickly looking to, hey, you know what, he's an expiring contract, what playoff team might need him? Like, are they looking to—because my first thought was, DeMarcus Cousins got injured, you're two games behind the Pelicans, Pelicans are probably going to downcline, you guys are going to upcline, you guys can make the playoffs, and then you trade Blake Griffin. You go ahead and trade Blake Griffin, so it's like— are you trying to make the playoffs still, or is this a, you know what, if we don't make the playoffs, that is fine. They got a one, a two, and, we're just and going Toby. To, like that's, that was well, pretty much the deal. The other contracts, I feel, were just to make things work. And let's see what the Avery Bradley mm-hmm. deal as well. They can trade him, but I believe, to my understanding of the CBA, it's only for a one-for-one one player. So mm-hmm. they can trade Avery Bradley and receive a player, but they cannot uh, do like Avery Bradley player and picks they have to do Avery Bradley for a player straight mm-hmm. up from my understanding mm-hmm. um, of of the rule I could be completely wrong you guys are, feel free to correct us in the comments but to my understanding they are they, they, they are pretty much going to keep Avery Bradley Tobias Harris and Boban on this team and they're just going to try to contend and the one thing too is I don't think this trade really makes the Clippers worse I think it's going to be harder for them to gel but I mean you get rid of Blake Griffin you get rid of Bryce Johnson and Willie Reed. Yeah. Two of those guys are bench players. And right. yes, Blake Griffin is a, a better player than Tobias Harris is and Avery Bradley is. Mm-hmm. But we've seen that Avery Bradley can be a top 3 and D player mm-hmm. in this league. And Tobias Harris is still a young player. And he still puts up around 17 points per game. So they're still going to be able to get con- contributors on this team. And yes, they might be losing the sole impact of Blake Griffin, but with a team that's you know hampered by injuries so much, now you're getting more depth, and you're still getting two NBA starters in Tobias Harris and Avery Bradley. So yes, you're losing star power, but I don't know if you're really losing talent. I mean, you're losing you know you're losing it yeah. in different ways, but you're still being able to 
match it up, and you're also getting a first-round pick out of this, I think it's just clear robbery from the Clippers. No, no, it is. I see what you're saying, but the, the problem is the NBA is such a star-driven league, and you don't win with role players. You know, like a guy like Avery Bradley, who this year is slumping, mm-hmm. who is not having a career year, obviously, and uh, Detroit can tell you, like, he has been one of their... I mean, he's not Reggie bad, but, like, he has not been a shining star for them out there. He was not what they expected him to be, so... Like really, it's you get a twenty-five-year-old Tobias Harris. That that's the main piece. Yes, you get one half of the fucking wall from Stan Van Gundy and Boban, but mm-hmm. like he's just a backup center at this point, unless they do plan on moving forward with additional trades with DeAndre in mind. My my thought is yes, the talent-wise, it might balance overall, but like Blake Griffin as one player gives you more than you know any one player that they got back, and that's that's great for the Pistons, but for a rebuilding team to get Tobias Harris for two years. Well, basically a year and a half, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I think at 25, like he would be a great piece to continue to resign, and I, I like that plus the picks, like you said. Well, and the thing too with Blake Griffin, that I mean, yeah, I, I get it. He's a great talent, but over the past two seasons, he's only, or sorry, three seasons, he's only played 129 games. Yeah. So it's not like he's consistently out there. It's not like no, you can no. consistently depend on Blake Griffin. Yes, when he's in there, he's usually putting up 22 and you know around eight because you know DeAndre's stealing boards from him. But he is consistently, uh, you know, when he's consistently out there, he is consistent in his performance. But he's not consistently out there. So right. with Tobias Harris, who doesn't really have an injury problem, neither does uh, Avery. Bradley, I know he's got a little bit of a hamstring issue, but it's not like something major that's going to be keeping him out yeah. for a while. These are still starters for you, and and I don't think anyone sees the Clippers, and I don't think the Clippers front office sees them as contenders for the title. Mm-hmm. So this just at least lets you sell two home tickets against the Warriors, and then hey, you make some money up. Steve Ballmer gets some nice money uh, money in his pocket, and you guys are rebuilding on the fly. Where you know maybe you're able to sign and trade Avery Bradley and get him going a different place. Um, maybe you're even able to reacquire Avery Bradley and bring him back onto this team you're still going to be having Tobias Harris but now the biggest and most interesting thing I think that's spawning from this and we'll get to Detroit in a little bit and what mm-hmm. the Blake Griffin thing yeah. does here but I think LA is more interesting at least to, to to our perspective is now Mark Stein is tweeting out hey this now clears up a ton of cap space for them maybe yeah. this puts them into the LeBron talks and we've talked about him obviously going to the Do Lakers like and that's the thing with me I don't think that LeBron would pick the Clippers? Like, do you guys think that this really Given puts the them like, really? hey, the Clippers are the team? Because I'm still, what we talked about last week, I am still go to the Rockets, go to the 76ers way before the Clippers. I think for the next two years, this puts them in a better position fitting LeBron and like a Paul George than the Lakers, though. Well, he could be the player coach, too, if Rivers well, leaves. That's fine, but I'm just saying, like, you have Pat Bev, mm-hmm. an all defensive player. You have Avery mm-hmm. Bradley, 3 and D player. I mean, that's, you have legitimate stoppers. Mm-hmm. You have DeAndre Jordan. We already expect him to be the best center, like, from a uh, play style, from a mobility, from, from everything standpoint, to be the best center to work with LeBron. So, yeah, it, it seems like it would be a perfect fit for him to walk right into a Western Conference deep playoff run. And that's something where I respect the hell out of the Lakers rebuild mm-hmm. and, and their youth and promise, but, like, they're not ready to go into the Western Conference Finals against these other teams like the Rockets, like the Warriors. But this Clippers team, I mean, it's it's obviously a very long shot, but it would be an interesting fit. Well, at least coming back next year for sure is going to be Danilo Gallinari, and it's going to be Pat Bev, Sam Decker, uh, Thornwell, and Juwan Evans. Those are the guys that are for sure locked right. in, that don't have any player options. They are signed until 2018-2019. Then there's obviously the talks about DeAndre Jordan. He has a player option. Most likely he's going to decline that and try yeah. to get more money, or he's going to be moved anyways at the deadline because Woj has also said that they're still going to be looking into trades for DeAndre Jordan and Lou Williams, so trying to at least accumulate more picks and trying to possibly get more starters as well, some lower-level guys that just are starters on teams, possibly an Orlando Magic move where you know, you're just building out a ton of talented guys that just aren't number ones and number twos. Right. Um, you look at Austin Rivers, he's got a player um, option. Don't know if he's going to accept that or not. Uh, Milos has a 6.3 player option. Not sure if he's going to accept that or not. Um, Wesley Johnson has a 6.1 option as well. So, I mean, this team's going to have some money to work oh, with. Yeah. They're going to have the ability to get, bring in LeBron, possibly a second star as well if DeAndre uh, declines his option and they don't want to go after DeAndre. So, I mean, this is something that might be a little more promising because you look at the Lakers situation and they already have Brandon Ingram, they have Lonzo Ball, um, they have Kyle Kuzma. Those three guys at some point are going to demand some larger amounts of money 
and those guys might not be ready and on the same timeline, like Dave was saying, as Pat Bev currently is, uh, Gallinari currently is, and then guys that you could bring in, possibly like a Paul George, we'll just throw his name out there because he's yeah, a star, Paul George and LeBron James. I mean, these are guys that you could probably build around and at least push something up where you have a really nice nice starting lineup. So at least to me, I, I think Clippers make sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's going to be LeBron's ultimate choice. I still feel like he's going to stay in Cleveland, but do you feel like this moves the needle a little bit more? Uh, because now LeBron has more options, at least. I mean, it moves the need. What it does is, for me, it puts the Clippers at the table. Where right now, like we talked about in our last podcast of where could LeBron go, we're talking about all these teams at the table. The mm-hmm. Lakers we mentioned, the Spurs, the Rockets, the 76ers. This says, all right, let's pull up a chair, Clippers. You're going to sit down. But I don't think it necessarily gets them any of the chips that are in the middle of the pot yet. For me, the thing that I would weigh it on is, I know I said Rockets and Philly, but take Philly and throw them out the window right now. Rockets and L.A., which one gives you the better chance? Looking at the roster that's right now, let's say they keep DeAndre Jordan. So you have Pat Bev, Lou Will, you have DeAndre Jordan with LeBron, or CP3, James Harden, the rest of that, um, Rockets roster with LeBron. I would go CP3 and James Harden over Lou Will and DeAndre Jordan to have a better chance with the best player in the NBA to upset the Warriors if I have to meet them before the finals. But yes, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to also thin out that depth that's yeah. with the Rockets. You're gonna have to get rid of Eric Gordon. You're gonna have to get rid of Ryan Anderson. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're gonna well, have to at least f- move some players, and guys are gonna have to take pay cuts why, to bring yeah. those three guys. And on. that's why just look at it where Lou Will and Demar are Lou William and DeAndre Jordan. Mm-hmm. James Harden, CP3. Which team? No, yeah, it's clear. Which, the Rockets, which, the, the Rockets too, is yeah, clearly better. But that the, but then also LeBron James, we've seen before that he shouldn't be taking uh, lower contracts mm-hmm. because that's going to hurt people getting the max. I mean, because if LeBron yeah. James isn't getting the max, then why does Mike Conley deserve the max or anything mm-hmm. like that? So I mean, like <laughs> yeah. you, you throw out things where you know at least for bargaining agreements. It's going to be tough for LeBron to take lower amounts of money, so that's going to be putting more pressure on guys like CP3. It's going to be putting more pressure on guys who need to be bringing in, you know, need to be playing, but also need to be taking pay cuts. So you're going to need to be looking at veteran exceptions. So maybe you look at Los Angeles, and yes, they might not have the sexy names like James Harden and, and CP3, but they might be able to add more talent, and you're going to have more depth. And then at least defensively and offensively, that's going to at least help you when you're going up against the Warriors because you're going to be fresh, and you're also going to be able to switch guys left and right. On and off, uh, Steph, Clay, uh, Durant, Draymond. I mean, it might yeah. be you know less sexy, but something at least you will have more depth. And we've seen Jerry West, who's now in that Los Angeles front office. He's been able to bring you know build up a team that is you know depth uh, depth heavy and you know plentiful. We going in through that bench. We saw that early with Golden State. So yeah, I mean, I don't think it's crazy that you know Los Angeles, the Clippers, uh, at least can at least put their name at, at the table and at least be a contender mm-hmm. for LeBron James sweepstakes. I still still think it's going to be Cleveland ultimately, but I at least to me, I think that the Clippers might be more of a sexy op- a sexy option than at least like the Lakers are. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And just to kind of add on to your point before about the cap situation, you know, taking a max contract, LeBron had come out publicly and talked about um, this past year, the year before, about, yeah, not wanting to take anything <laughs> yeah. less than the max. So, mm-hmm. I, I mean, the, the Rockets' cap situation would be interesting to see how they'll make it work, but if anyone in the league will, it's this Rockets team. We've seen what they're willing to do to pull in big yeah. stars. So I wouldn't be surprised, but I do agree. I think it puts their puts their name on the list. They're probably like number four overall, maybe three in my rankings of like mm-hmm. where he could end up. But same time, it's just this is a team where I still expect them to keep rolling, keep churning this roster over. We still got to talk about the Pistons, so let's just real quick with the Clippers. With this move happening, bringing in Tobias Harris, getting rid of uh, uh, Blake Griffin, bringing in Avery Bradley as well, and Boban, um, do you think this team is a playoff team when the season ends? Do you feel like my prediction of having the Clippers in the playoffs, even though it took a journey to get here, will end up <laughs> being true? Will the Clippers be an 8th or 7th seed? If the roster stays like it is tonight, yes, because I think the Pelicans will fall out, Clippers will take that remaining spot. Okay. Yeah, easy. Easy agree on that. It's a solid roster if everybody plays up to their expectations. I honestly expect like Austin Rivers to kind of pop off even more. Do you think if DeAndre goes, there's still a chance? No. If Boban's are starting center, it's going to be hard. It's going to okay. be really hard. They could go small. Uh, yeah, they know. could go small. I, personally, I don't see it. The last thing I wanted to mention is mm-hmm. um, with the whole LeBron to them, 
I feel like he won't go either Cavs or Rockets or maybe a Philly. But an interesting one Philly's to look at. Happening. An interesting Sorry, one to Jake. look at <laughs> is could they lure then a Paul George if they don't get LeBron? Could they're, they bring they're him? an attractive place depending LA. on the roster state. I mean, yeah. Paul George being from LA, could they lure him now and be a more attractive option than the Lakers? They'll at least have the money in the cap room mm-hmm. too, and at least a, a more of a direction than cap hell with Blake Griffin, <laughs> DeAndre Jordan. Uh, CP3, et cetera, et cetera. But let's move on now to Detroit Rock City. We're talking about the uh, the Kia man, Blake, Blake Griffin, <laughs> invading Kia, Motor City. Um, what are you guys' thoughts on, I, on Blake Griffin's fit in, uh, in, in with the bad boys? I just don't, like, the thing I don't get is now you have Blake Griffin locked up till he's got a player option in 2021. Yep. You've got Andre Drummond, 2020. Yeah. And then you've got Reggie Jackson, who's not a free agent until 2020. Like, Yikes. you have three, <laughs> I'm not going to say bad contracts, because, like, Blake Griffin, I think, is, it's not a great contract, but I think he, him and Drummond, uh, I would like a lot more than Reggie Jackson. The thing I don't understand, and I know that Dave tells me all the time that the NBA is now positionless, you've got... One, two, three, four, five people, five, six people at your power forward. Luke Kennard is your only shooting guard. Well, I mean, your only shooting guard on this team. I, I feel like Luke Kennard has shown enough where he's a, at least a, able to step into the starting lineup. I mean, this is this is a guy who's shooting no, a high percentage. I'm not saying from three. he's not, but it's like where's clearly like, you just move Reggie over to the two and let it start. <laughs> I don't see how that's not. Would you the do answer. that, Dave? Yeah, hundred percent. Reggie is so ball-heavy and ball-dominant that there's no reason not to take the ball off his hands a little bit. The problem is Ish is a great backup, great six-man, but he's not a, he's not somebody I would want starting a game. He's not someone I want playing you know, 32 minutes a night. Yeah, if it's 2-cam, roll with Ish. <laughs> that's my boy. But I, I just think that, yeah, they're, they're in a situation where I like Kennard. I think he um, definitely is going to earn his time. He's, he's earned his minutes this year, and it, it's going to continue growing. But I don't feel that he is going to be there like, permanent two at this point in his career he is so young so fresh and this is a team now going to push for playoff aspirations i can see them rolling smaller and rolling you know stan john at the two maybe for some lineups and playing one of their six power forwards Mm -hmm. at the three like this is team with some flexibility they've got a decent amount of wings but yeah, you're right. The, the problem always leads back to Reggie. Well, let's talk about at least what the, the lineup will end up looking like. You're yeah. saying Ish at the one, Reggie at the two, Stan John at the three, and then Blake four, Drummond five? I mean, I could see that happening. I'm not saying it's going to be their best on, best answer, but like that's my 2K answer. I'll be honest with you. One question I was going to ask is when it comes to now, because two of the guys they get in this trade— Bryce Johnson, who's a two, he was drafted 2016, mm-hmm. and Blake Griffin, both power forwards. What does this mean for Henry Ellison? Where well, he's still going to be down. He's still well, down in the G League. No, no, no. I know that, but like before this trade happened, like you see articles like, "Oh, Ellison's like buying his time, trying to mm-hmm. get better." It's like now they trade for a instant starter in Blake Griffin, an instant star on your team, and a guy who arguably same age as you. I know that Bryce Johnson could be an expiring contract, and that could be why they got him. But what if it's like, hey, you know what? This Bryce Johnson kid is doing a lot better than the 2016 pick we have at Power Well, forward. you haven't seen what Ellison done has done at the NBA level. And again, he was picked higher than Bryce Johnson for a reason. <laughs> this kid's still much younger than Bryce Johnson. As I, th- I think Henry Ellison's only 20 years old, where Bryce is 23. And 21 to 23. 21 to 23. When did Ellison turn 21? January 13th. Okay, so he's a, he's a fresh 21-year-old yeah. where um, soon Bryce Johnson in June will be 24. So mm-hmm. there's a three-year difference between those two players. And Bryce Johnson has shown himself as an energy guy, but I haven't really seen anything else out of him. And with Ellison, he's at least you know possibly going to be your third guy off the bench when he's fully developed. So, I mean, I don't think it means anything for Ellison except that he's just going to you know spend more time down in the G League, which, mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's probably going to be best for him right now. So I, I don't think it means too much about him. I think the real you know, the real talk is can the Pistons truly make the playoffs now with this move? Because this is a move to make the playoffs. So looking at Reggie Jackson, Andre Drummond, Blake Griffin, that big three, if you want to call it that, do you feel like this team's done making moves? Or do you feel like this is probably where this team is set? And then if this team is set, do you think this team's going to make the playoffs? I don't think they're going to make a move. I would probably look to trade Reggie Jackson, but that's just me personally. I think this team's going to roll with what they got. And really, for me, they are putting, with this trade, a playoff or bust. Because 
you look at it this way with the draft. Is it that, this year playoff? No, loss? yeah, this year because really? you look at the draft that we have looked at so far, mm-hmm. and we've said this draft you can get a guy in the lottery that could help your team right away. Yeah. Well, if you don't make the playoffs and you start to slip even, let's say Blake goes down and you start to slip even more. You just gave the Clippers a lottery pick this year. Well, did you say it was uh, protections on that? It's, yeah, I top mean, four. I don't, oh, okay. I don't think yeah. they're going to be a top four yeah. pick. Yeah, it's top four, not. It's top four protected in 2018, uh, 2019, 2020, and then it's unprotected in 2021. Right. But the so lottery they, can do anything. But sure then also, I mean, the thing is that with that whole you know protection, with the way that, that ends up going, I believe Blake comes up in around like 2021. He's going to be around. His contract that, ends after 2021 season. Okay, so yeah. so I mean around then, and then he's going to be around you know what 32 years old if I do mm-hmm. my math right. Yeah, he's and got the player. Up you don't know what the state of Drummond's going to be like. You don't know if Reggie Jackson's going to be around the same player he is. So I mean, this trade for Los Angeles could be an absolute massive steal because mm-hmm. if Detroit is tanking and just dripping down and down <laughs> this could be an unprotected top five pick if, if you know detroit takes the worst turn possible i mean this could be an absolute train wreck of a deal for detroit I mean, detroit's what lost the last eight games coming mm-hmm. into this yeah I mean, it's they so, needed to pull the trigger on something so at least with this tr- trigger being pulled is this a playoff team in your mind right now and if not how does this trade at least turn to a positive for the pistons is it playoffs you know for the next three years is it playoffs in the next four years Two Easter Conference bursts. What are you guys' thoughts on this year and the future to make sure this trade isn't a bust? Just this year alone, mm-hmm. I don't think they make the playoffs just because the even the three teams in front of them, Wizards, Pacers, and Sixers, I don't see those teams tanking enough to let the let the Pistons overtake them. Okay, do you feel like this is then a team in the next three years that makes the playoffs consistently and is going to the Eastern Conference Finals? No, like if they may, like at the best, it's going to be oh, we made the eight seed this year. I think you underestimate the difference Blake Griffin will make over someone like Tobias Harris. Mm-hmm. Well, t- and tell that's me just, that difference because I feel like we haven't hit that yet. And, and look, he he is a star who has now added a three point shot to his game. He's shooting over five and a half a game um, on a decent percentage, like thirty four percent right now. Mm-hmm. And this is his first year shooting volume three, so I look to see that continue to grow because you got to remember how much growth this guy has had over his career. He came in the league as a raw, athletic like guy who, who can jump out of the gym, and he developed such a slick shot. And, you know, he extended out to that mid-range. He hit that one basically just off the foul line. That was a sweet spot. And now he keeps stretching it further. Now you have a three-point shooting big who is very athletic to pair with your uh, giant monster down low in Drummond who, guess what? He can now pass the ball. He can now shoot free throws. Mm -hmm. So you have, uh, now that, I hate to say it, you know, now that Boogie's down, you probably have the best 4-5 combo in the NBA right now. Like, it's a straight-up answer for... Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. no. Yeah, no. I, I just think that like you it's have a the best four or five. For what? It's a straight up answer. Like it's what could have been in with the Clippers with DeAndre Jordan. The problem is Jordan never was a guy who was going to pass the ball out of the post. Mm-hmm. He was only going for laps. He's only going for that, and that's fine because that was his role. But now you have something else that could be special because you have a big who can pass out of the low post to a four who can stretch the floor. It's going to help offensively, but defensively it's going to be a little bit different because DeAndre is obviously better than Drummond defensively. Yes. Um, but at I mean, least, no slouch, but still, yeah. <laughs> but, but is this going to be a team that makes the playoffs, Dave? I think year? I think it's a team that could. I could see a younger team like the Pacers or the Sixers even falling out. Like I love the Sixers to death, but the amount of times they've made just idiotic turnovers, um, just a series of poor plays, and I know they have a good coach, but they don't get the timeouts that need to break up those situations to get them to pull their heads together. They need that veteran leader, and they don't have one really. And I just think that they're a team that is uh, probably, I don't want to say likely to fall out, but they've got all the talent in the world, but they need a leader. They need a veteran presence to kind of calm them down and really run situations better for them. So if a team falls out, I either see them or the Pacers. One of those two teams will you know drop out and this Detroit team could go in, but I don't think it's a one year or anything like it's, this is your team of the future with these two pieces uh, at the four and the five. I understand we don't love Reggie, but like, the kid's talented. I mm-hmm. just he needs to get his head on straight. Well, and that's one thing with him. Again, he's talented. We saw it immediately when he came into 
Detroit that he yeah. was a, he was a game changer. We saw mm-hmm. them rise so high in the playoffs, and then right after that year, it was the team. I put them, I think, fourth in my <laughs> playoff predictions because I thought this team, or I think I even put them third. Like, this was a team that I thought was young. I thought they were fresh. I thought Stan Van had them on the right track, and then it just seemed like they all started breaking apart and falling apart. So, I mean, how do you bring this team back together? Because obviously this team isn't really done and completed. You have the base of Drummond, Blake Griffin, possibly Reggie Jackson. If there is a position of need, what is that one to tie this whole team together in your guys' mind? Because obviously Kennard, they just drafted him. Reggie yeah. Jackson at the point guard. Stan John still, I think, 21 years old. We mentioned Ellison, who they just drafted about two years ago. Blake Griffin, Drummond. Is there a certain like piece element that they're missing to this team that you feel like needs to be brought in? I feel like, yeah, the depth of the two guards is the obvious one. Like, Kennard playing 20 minutes a night is like the ideal spot for him right now in his career. I think if you try to stretch him out to play 30, it's going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's effective in the 20. Get some depth there or find a better solution. I like Stanley Johnson, but, like, he can't fucking shoot. Mm-mm. Like, he can lock, he can, he can attempt to lock down um, the other play, the other team's wings, and he, he is a solid defender. I'll give him his credit there, but... Uh, it just it feels like you know I would either go for a two three tweener like you need you need someone who can go out on the wing, and that's that's the problem. You had Avery Bradley who underperformed for you, so you know you know roughly you're looking for a similar version of that, but you know with different different expectations. Not a contract like that though. Yeah, I mean for me it would be the two guard would be something that they'd have to get. However, the thing that I think of is we were just talking about the Clippers in free agency this offseason because of Reggie Jackson, because of the contract of Drummond, because of the contract of Blake, you're not going to go out there, and we're not talking about like a PG-13 no, no. for this team. No. Looking for a role player. But the thing that I hate about this trade for the Pistons is you're expecting me, let's say they do make the playoffs this year. Mm-hmm. Great, you made the playoffs this year. But you're expecting me to put most of my chips yeah. on a guy who hasn't played 80 games since 2013, 2014. Most mm-hmm. he's ever played 2014, 15 when he played 67. Yep. I just, I feel like this trade will bite the Pistons in the butt because Blake's going to get injured. I like, you're asking me to put my chips into an injury problem. Why would you go after that? That's the biggest question I have with this. Yeah, no, and I completely agree. I, I don't understand it. I, I, you know, you look at that 38 million that he's due when he's 31 years old, and when he's healthy, he deserves it. But yeah. then again, when is but he healthy? Will he be yeah, healthy? You know another he, he player who's healthy. not been consistently healthy, who you argued literally a couple days ago, max contract. Like who? Who? Boogie. Boogie's but DeMarcus hasn't had the, the severe injury problems that DeMarcus Blake Griffin has had. Last couple of years games played, uh, let's go 48. Uh, last year he did actually get up in the 70s, so it was like 72, 72, 65, 59. Like, he has not been... There for eighty games, so for choosing eighty is the magical level. Okay, saying, but there like, hasn't been a, a huge like outside this of this is, Achilles yeah, tear. There hasn't been a major injury for yeah. for Demarcus. I get Cousins. It. I'm just saying, like availability is one thing, but at the same time, like you have to respect the fact that the kid can do it all. I mm-hmm. keep calling him kid, and I know he's like our age, but still, he is our age. <laughs> but still, he like, was born about a half a year. Before you, oh, March, damn. March of eighty nine. Damn, he's older. So me. he's a year older. So than I'm gonna us. keep calling him kid then. <laughs> so look. I think that regardless of his injury history, Mm -hmm. you have to go in because he has that extremely high level of talent. He has that upper up that like very few players yeah, in the NBA I'm not can denying get to. That, but right. recently it looks like his body's breaking down. Mm-hmm. And one thing with Boogie, I think someone mentioned in our comments in that in that same segment is Boogie doesn't rely on his athleticism. He That's is a an flat out lie. He's though. an athletic like, player. I Hold disagree on. with Okay, that. but you look at DeMarcus's size and his and his shooting ability. And I know Blake has added that as well. Yeah. But who is more athletic, Blake Griffin or DeMarcus oh, Cousins? It's, it's Blake. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. DeMar- Blake is a is a He's a better player because of his, his athleticism. Yeah. If you take away Blake's athleticism and DeMarcus' athleticism, DeMarcus is the better player without yeah, a doubt. I know. So that's the point that we're trying to make <laughs> it is with all these injuries and all these nagging injuries that keep coming back and, and keep lingering on Blake Griffin, yeah. that's the problem. Boogie might get tired. Boogie might get banged up because he plays physically. But outside of this, this you know, last injury that he's had, there hasn't been no, a major, serious, yeah. yeah, a major significant injury that has kept him out for a season or you know, close to a season. Well, I mean, that's exactly it. Using for me, 2014-15 as the barometer, you have for Blake Griffin in those four seasons, 67-61 are the most. 
then 35 and 33 right now. So that 33 hopefully will go up because I yeah. knock on wood, you just get in injured. The 60s, but you've had an injury already this year. Mm-hmm. We had the injury for the 35 game. And then correct me if I'm wrong, one of the 60 game seasons, didn't he get injured in the playoffs as yeah, well? It was, it was, yeah, there's uh, a lot of injury. Yeah. Wasn't it last so year you that had, he got injured? Yeah, and they, so you had three injuries in that time, whereas DeMarcus. 59-67. Last year between two teams was at about 72. 72. And then this year was the 48. So, I mean, with Blake, it all comes down to, like I said, you're expecting me to put my chips into a guy where when he's healthy, he is the reason the Clippers drafted him number one overall out of Oklahoma. However, you're asking me to put my chips on an injury pro- on an injury question mark. My my simple answer then goes back to Stan Van Gundy wants to keep his job. Yeah, because well, yeah, he has to. You're a team who has playoff aspirations. You just lost eight in a row, mm-hmm. and you have a chance to get a you know potential top ten, well, top fifteen and like player. Sean said, you were a playoff team. How so, many years ago? But, but the thing the thing is too. Yeah. I mean, like that's the reason why that Bradley news came out today yeah. from Moj. They, he's not dropping that bomb just to drop that bomb. It's not like Woj has been sitting on that for six days. <laughs> yeah. The Pistons leaked it. The Pistons needed to get a deal done. Stan Van, as the you know mastermind, at least, or the you know the pulling the strings out in Detroit, mm-hmm. he leaked that information to get this ball rolling. He needed to make a move, and again, he made a move, and, and that's that's something great. Hopefully, it pays off for him. Hopefully, yeah. again, we see the base work of Andre Drummond and Blake Griffin being absolutely scary. But it's again the question that we have for that is we saw that you know. Anthony Davis has been a guy that has injury problems as well. DeMarcus Cousins, like we mentioned, has some nagging injuries. Obviously, now the big injury as well. Big guys aren't guys that are going you know, to be yeah, holding up. Yeah, it's kind up. of funny because we, we kept talking about you know the big guys you know building around bigs versus guards and another team now going with a 4-5 combo. Mm-hmm. And it's kinda, it kind of makes you go, huh, right? Well, and the thing, too, is just that it's like, you know, Drummond's been consistently healthy, but, like, again, he's better. 24. You know, like, 24, he, like yeah. he, you know, we see these guys breaking down. As they get older and they you know start playing a little bit more physical and they start adding more muscle and they start having more weight on their body and they can't do the same athletic moves as they were doing when they were 21 years old. We saw you know back when Andre Drummond was 19 back at UConn, he was throwing down ridiculous dunks. You don't see those athletic dunks as much from Andre Drummond you know as we used to back when he was a kid. So the thing that I'm just saying is you know I, I like that Stan Van did something. But mm-hmm. doing what he did, it's just, you know, you're putting a lot of eggs into a big man basket. And I don't know if that big man basket's hold, you know, sturdy enough to hold all those eggs, to hold all that weight. Oh, I, so yeah. I, I'm just worried that the Pistons, while it is a nice move and, and, and while, you know, it's, it's a move that at least makes sense with the personnel now on the floor with Andre Drummond and Blake Griffin together. It's just something that you gave up a first that could possibly be a top 10 pick. In 2021, um, hell, I mean, it could be, you know, I mean, they're probably going to use it this year because it's not going to be a top four yeah. pick for mm-hmm. Detroit. So Unless the lottery bounces it in. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, most likely this is going to be either a lottery pick in Rookie's standpoint because mm-hmm. this is not going to be a, a team that makes the playoffs or it's going to be, you know, like right 15, outside, 16, yeah. 17, 18. So yep. you're still getting a decent pick from, from Detroit. You're not going to be able to be, rebuild through the draft. And again, like you mentioned, you're getting a young player in, in Tobias Harris, 25 years old, doesn't have that major injury concern like Blake Griffin does. You're getting Avery Bradley, who's going to be a nice rental for you to at least get you into the postseason. I, I feel like there's a lot that can go wrong with Detroit and with L.A. I think it just makes clear sense to them. I think like it wasn't a, a huge splash. You're not getting you know a crazy pick or you're not getting a, a crazy superstar yeah. back. But you're getting quality pieces that's going to help move on this rebuild. I think it's a perfect time for at least Los Angeles. Um, again, I, I feel like I want to get a, 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 you know the, the final answer mm-hmm. out of you guys. What would make this deal, you know, at least perfect for Detroit? What would make this deal not a bust for Detroit? Is it is it a certain landmark? Because Zach Lowe said that this you know team, at least talent wise, mm-hmm. possibly a fifty win team, um, you know, at least you know in, in a couple of years. So, do you feel like they have to hit that fifty win mark? Do you feel like they have to hit a certain mark, or is it just as long as these two play, players stay healthy? That's going to be the thing that we really care most about. I think to make this deal worth it, you have to not only make the playoffs this year, Mm -hmm. but consistently be a playoff team. Because you do not go and grab a guy like Blake Griffin unless you think he's going to help us make the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, like you got a star. That's basically what they did. If they don't make the playoffs, it's a bust. 
Like uh, if they don't make the playoffs, I'm looking at this deal going, why did you make it? This year or? At, at all. Like if they, if this you think is the they're going to miss the playoffs for the next three years? We don't know. Anything could happen. I what understand. If, what I'm if just trying to get a statement out of here. I know. But like <laughs> if they consistently miss the playoffs or it's like you made it this year, but then you didn't make it three years. It's like this. We could be looking back at this trade like, why did they even make this trade? Why did they do that? Why did they basically get Blake Griffin for an all-or-nothing thing that didn't work out? But, it, I mean, is it really all-or-nothing? You traded a, a rental of Avery Bradley, who mm-hmm. you probably weren't going to resign after a mm-hmm. down year. You gave up Tobias Harris, who pretty much was a fringe. You know, he's he's good, but not great. Well, he's, if you look at it this way, you, you'll take, Tobias Har- you'll take mm-hmm. Blake Griffin over Tobias Harris. Yeah. So, I mean, are you willing to give up a first-round pick for basically Tobias versus Blake Griffin? Yeah, I am. Uh, I'll take I'll take four years of Blake Griffin guaranteed over well, and four years on the team contract, right? You know, not That's on the floor guaranteed, but yeah. But that, that that I would agree to that deal. Like I, I think it's it's a win win trade. I agree. The Clippers may walk away with this deal looking better for their future planning, and you know I, I like the rebuild more. So that's kind of the side I want to lean to. But mm-hmm. like you, I think we're discrediting the like star power that Blake Griffin brings to a team like Detroit. And the the fact that he is a complete like game changer for them and the way that they can run their offense and defense like I just think that I think it's a win win at the moment and time will tell us kind of like if this team can figure out what to do with their like one two then we'll know if Stan John decides he can figure if he can learn to shoot then they're they're even scarier like that that's the thing is this this Detroit team is got young pieces still. On top of Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond, like their their core is under twenty seven. Like yeah. that's not bad. Well, and if if they make the playoffs, because Reggie's twenty seven too, so you're right. Um, I, I think you know the thing is, I'm sorry, Blake is twenty eight right now. Okay, but close yeah. enough. Yeah, I mean he's the same age as you. Yeah, I not remember that. Yeah, um, I, <laughs> I think I think it's a win win if they make the playoffs this year. But again, you're three and a half games out or uh, two and a half games out uh, of Philly right now. You're. Uh, Four and a half out of but Indiana and Washington right now. I mean, it, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> like you, you, you're going to have to topple over some teams, right. and I'm just saying, you know, if you make the playoffs this year, I think it's the possibility of a win-win if Blake plays healthy throughout the rest of the season. You know, if he takes a couple games off, he takes a couple games off. Yeah. But if, if he doesn't have a major if you're setback, at seventy plus games out of Blake Griffin for the next three years. Yeah, and, and as long as those games are healthy uh, when they, when it counts, you know, mm-hmm. towards that back end of the season, maybe a playoff run. Yeah. Like that's that's what's important. I think that's that's the way that can turn to a win win. I don't think it's it's a huge you know steal. It's, I'm not going to say it was like Demarcus Cousins last year because. Uh, I, I said that, and it looked like the Kings exactly did what the Clippers are doing right now. Is yeah. we saw them go on a run because they had young, uh, they had a ton of youth talent, and we talked about them during the offseason as being a, a really young and dangerous team for the future. So Absolutely. I feel like Los Angeles, they might not be a, you know, one of those teams that are really showing it right now, but I think in the later stages they could develop to that. And again, if Detroit, you know, becomes to me at least the goal that I think they need to reach is around you know the third, fourth, or fifth seed in the Eastern Conference oh, wow. for the next at least three <laughs> seasons. Because with, with the talent on their team and the lack of talent in the Eastern Conference, I think that this is a team that can do it. Especially if LeBron leaves. leaves. Well, that's um, going to be a big indicator. That's, that's going to take out a team. Yeah. Miami's not a top four team consistently for the next three years. Milwaukee's definitely going to be a dangerous team. Toronto, obviously, you got to respect them with Demar Derozan. Boston. So I mean, right there. And you're going to be fighting with Philly and Washington. I mean, mm-hmm. this is a team that could be a top four, top five, top three team in the Eastern Conference. I think that's where you got to get. You got to strive for 50 wins a season or 48 wins a season. Yeah. That's the benchmark you need to be around to at least be like, all right, this was worth the move because I understand that you would do that trade, you know, Tobias and a, and a one and a two for Blake Griffin, especially with Avery Bradley just being a spare deal. But you can go and take Avery Bradley and move him to another team and get another piece. Yeah. You could take Tobias Harris. You could pay, take those pieces apart and get you know more help for your team outside of Blake Griffin, True. Bryce Johnson, and and Willie Reed. I almost call him Willie Davis because <laughs> he's that insignificant. Sorry, bud. Um, but that's one thing is just I think that there's a lot that could go wrong with Detroit mm-hmm. and a lot of things they could have done better. But if it pays off for them, it pays off for them, and no one's going to doubt it. So yeah. I, I think – if they're able to make the right moves in uh, free agency, I think the, the move they need to make, though, is, is upgrading the one. I don't think Reggie Jackson's either a one, and they play him at the two, or at least he's the future. I don't well, think he's going to work well with, with, with Blake and, uh, and Drummond. And that's why I keep looking at this, and right now I hate this deal for the Pistons because, first off, Dave kind of hinted at it, too. Like, oh, it's weird that, like, for whenever we talk about the Pelicans, like, you're not going to win with two-star bigs. 
um, as your two major stars, and they go out and get another big. But like you look at, I look at the top three teams in the well. Cleveland is the best player in the world, but I mean, yep. they have like Isaiah Thomas isn't chump change, although he hasn't been doing much this year. But just the He's top, been injured. just the top two in each conference, and pissy. You have Kyrie, and when he's healthy, you have Gordon Hayward. You've got a more guard wing oriented team with Boston. Yep. You've got the Raptors, who have a better backcourt, I would say, than their front court. Same thing with the Warriors and the Rockets. Like yeah. Harden, CP3, Clay, Curry, and Durant. I mean, I know you got Draymond there, but like you have the more backcourt help. And I look at the draft, and right now I know we haven't gotten to our 2.0 yet. It's coming soon. But looking back to the 1.0, between 13 and 16, where we kind of see this pick falling right now, mm. you could, if you were Boston, like I see two guards there, Troy Brown, Diallo. I see a Duval there that you could get. I also see guys you can get the four that we had there, Robert Williams, a Chemezi Matu, a Wendell Carter. However, if you don't make this deal and fall – you could eventually maybe get a Colin Sexton or uh, Bridges from Villanova or even a Trey Young because we don't know Look, how high fell, or middle is he going to go. If they fell down to being a top 10 lottery team, Stan, Stan Van's fired. Yeah, yeah but, but that's the problem. Me, that, like, there's no way they I can. Get and the thing is, but the, I get but that he's Stan Van had to He's the head coach GM. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. the thing. is, is He's going to make that move to mm-hmm. save his job. So yeah. me looking at it from not that point, I would go yeah, if young talent over Blake Griffin. I just don't like the deal from the Pistons. I think this is going to be highway robbery. We look back well, for the Clippers. I, I, again, I think it could definitely end up being either highway robbery or the turning point in that L.A. Clippers franchise. Mm-hmm. I think it could be at least, you know, not a huge move where it's like, oh, they gave up Blake Griffin for, you know, yada, yada, yada. Scraps, or they, they, yeah, they got that. But I think it could at least be the, the right move to push towards a rebuild. Um, but the thing that I want to bring up, at least with uh, Detroit, now I'm kind of losing it after after Ricky's <laughs> a little bit of a rant. Um, damn it. What was I going to say? Uh, come on, bring it back, bring it back. Uh, I was oh, talking about the draft. This. No, this is what I want to bring up. Uh, because we talked about consistently New Orleans and, and how they can't win without two bigs. But someone brought up two bigs. Yeah, because they're built around two bigs. Yeah. What did I say? Because you said without. I <laughs> know uh, with. I'm yeah. sorry. It's, it's, <laughs> you're good. You're good. Uh, New Orleans can't win with two bigs as their center and focal mm-hmm. piece. Um, but someone brought up. They can win with those. And someone in our comments said, I forget your name, I'm sorry. Uh, but someone in our comments said that you could win with two bigs, but you need the right pieces around them. Yeah. So at least looking at this, I feel like Kennard is, is a nice piece oh, around absolutely. them. Uh, Stan John could be a nice piece if he learns how to shoot or at least coming off the bench as a defensive guy. Yeah, I he feel could like be they a great lockdown nice, defender. Yeah, nice 2-3, you know, Marcus Smart-esque. And then I think if you get a nice, you know, one that could actually pass and isn't an egotistical maniac in Reggie yeah. Jackson. I feel like this team could be something special if we're turning injuries off in 2K. <laughs> so, I mean, is there a player in free agency that isn't a big splash out there, at least at the one spot? Or or maybe is there a player like Alfred Payton that you could see them going after with the old Magic connection? Is there a player that, you know, let's just say Reggie Jackson is off the injuries, guy. I'm going Derrick Rose. Okay. <laughs> that man's beyond injuries. <laughs> We're, just, we're turning off team chemistry. We're turning off player chemistry. Well, you turn off team chemistry. We're, tar- we're turning off. We're turning off. Uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, I can't think of I words. Morale. 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 Yeah. yeah, player morale. Specifically, player D- roles yeah, too. D- D- yeah. If we're turning off everything for D Rose, then yeah, maybe he works. But at least, is there a player out there that you feel like would work best with? Because like, who is their Drew Holiday? Is what I'm trying to say. Because they need to find a Drew Howard and need to th- find a three. It's not Reggie Jackson. Just don't pay him $30 million. That's all I got to say. Well, no. And, and I think, <laughs> but, but even Drew at some points has been worth that 30 mil. Yeah. Um, but you can't do that if you have uh, Blake and, you, and if you have Andre Drummond, especially coming up and, and trying to resign him. So I think there needs to be a guy out there where this needs to be more of a Boston Celtics thing where you don't have stars. And I know you have Kyrie on a, on a bigger contract and he's not even on his big contract yet. Uh, Gordon Hayward just signed, El Horford, et cetera. But you need guys that are interchangeable, guys that can go in between. I think Kennard is a piece that's going to last a long time. I think Stan John's going to stick around for a while. Um, I think Ellison at some point will be on this main roster and at least mm-hmm. be in the rotation, at least you know in, in the top eight for this team. Uh, Lure's going to be around for a while. He's still got, I think, two years left. I think Reggie Jackson's the piece that needs to go. But is there a certain piece out there that you feel like would fit with a Blake, with an Andre Drummond? Who is that point guard out there that can shoot threes but also could be a nice facilitator? Rajon Rondo. 
That's who I would target. Not necessarily exactly what you said, but <laughs> you're trying for... to steal it from the Pelicans. So, no, oh, like, you got two picks and Rondo works great. I want Rondo. <laughs> well, I mean, if he's, it all depends on if he's going to sign there. But like, well, I say the, shoot threes and Ricky well, brings no, no, up no. Rajon Rondo. Hey, the move, it. the move <laughs> I could you, see. But... I wouldn't necessarily like this, but the move I could just see the Pistons doing for some reason is, oh, Boston, you didn't re-sign Marcus Smart. Okay, we'll bring on Marcus Smart to be a two-guard and a guard in that backcourt. I Same thought. Same thought. Wouldn't like it, but I could see Detroit doing it. I just feel like that, that, that is not a great it. fit for them. I mean, I think if here, – here's the thing. There's a lot of ifs because for agency, and I don't know what kind of money's going to be thrown around this upcoming year. What about a Will Barton? Like, Will Barton would be interesting. He ain't a I, one. No, he's a two. He's a two. That's what he's saying. Like, yeah, he's saying a two. I'm talking one. Who's, who's getting Reggie Jackson's bum ass off this team? <laughs> that's the question I ask, boys. Jeremy Lin, but that's going to be Ooh. too much money. I think that'd be too Is much it though? Because he's, he's coming, coming off an injury. It, it might be a prove it contract. Jeremy Lin might if be If you can one. get him at the right yeah, price. Yeah, that'd be hot. I, I, I'd be all in on that one. Ricky, Jeremy that Lin. Jay Lin. Oh, I like that. All right, uh, Dave, any final players you want to throw out there? Unless you guys have anything else to say about this this, this deal as a whole. We know you don't like it, Ricky, and mm-hmm. Dave, you think it's a win-win. I, mean, I think it could. It has potential to be a win-win. Yeah, yeah, I think I think it's potential to be a win-win too. I think I think it's a win for the Clippers no matter what. Yeah, I mean, if even if you draft wrong, it's still a win-win because you're at least clearing up cap space that could possibly bring in another superstar star, or at least you know allow you to re-sign guys later on, in the, uh, uh, you know, in your rebuild process. I, I think it's a win for the Clippers because you get that big contract off of your chest, and you're rebuilding on the fly. You're trying to get this team going. Getting off that thirty-eight million dollar contract, the thirty-five million dollar contract per year that Blake Griffin has is a, is a huge relief. So I yeah. think I think it's a win for the Clippers no matter what. It's just really is Detroit going to be able to hit that win plateau? Um, I, I think looking out there though, I, you know, outside of the draft and looking in free agency and trade wise, um, you got to bring in a player and maybe that guy's Dennis Schroeder. You look at Schroeder and you look at the uh, you know the the possibility of you know I, I, they're going to have to at least move around, move around trades. But Atlanta is a team that is rebuilding. Atlanta is a team that's going to be near that number one spot. If they don't get Luca, and, and if they don't get Aiton, there's going to be a possibility that Trey Young, Colin Sexton are out there, mm-hmm. and Dennis Schroeder might be you know watering mouths of people <laughs> out there. Dennis Schroeder can be a shooter. He could be a facilitator. He can be a scorer. He's very young. He's on the same timeline as Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond. And if Stan Van wants a guy that's going to be able to run an offense and be a guy that is at least you know an outside threat as well, I think Dennis Schroeder is, is a nice fit there for, for Detroit. And I know he's still young, but he's also locked up for a little bit as well. So I, I think it won't be a trade Reggie Jackson for mm-hmm. Dennis Schroeder straight up because Atlanta's not— you know, Atlanta's not made of a ton of idiots out there, but you know, you're at least able to at least. I, I think if a deal's able to be made, I think Dennis Schroeder would be a nice fit. Out, it's either out of Detroit, Aiton or Luca, because right now, right now they're at the two. So if it holds up where they're at right well, now, yeah, it's but either Aiton or Luca. But one Magic thing, or one. Let me throw this out, and this is two K Ricky kind of. What if the Pistons traded Reggie Jackson this off season, threw money at Isaiah Thomas? Replaced mm. Reggie Jackson with Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. You're gonna have to give money in him, and with his injury problems and Blake's yeah, injury yeah, problems, it depends on how he plays going into the playoffs and in the playoffs. Like I think could it, explode his contract back up to then, the 25 mil range because you're yeah. bringing just as Isaiah quickly. Thomas back to the Pistons. Did you yeah. just do it for the Knicks? No, I didn't do that. <laughs> Are you going to change his jersey number two to eleven? Oh, Jesus, maybe no. if he wants to. Please, but please no, no. I'm seri- the height. I seriously like was six, looking three. at it, and I'm like, Isaiah's out there. I don't think he resigns with the Cavs. No. If you trade yeah. Reggie, you could throw Otherwise, money at a at an IT. Yeah. I don't know. Otherwise, I, you're trying to like steal people's uh, RFAs. You're throwing out money at people like Fred VanVleet mm-hmm, on like yeah. a contract where maybe he could prove it. Like well, he's, he's on draft potential. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, they're not going to be. I mean, they're going to be able to offer him whatever he wants. They're not going to have to compete with Toronto. So I mean, there are guys out there, like even like Jeremy Grant, who's I know he's he's Chicago, but like he he's not bad. He he's not great, but like backup though. Yeah, that's a problem. You're not going to get a starting point guard like out there. That's the thing is, tell me you don't want campaign. With we'll give you campaign. Jesus Christ, I think buy a pot. (laughs) Like it's that, and like this year, I think I I finally figured out like if you want to get a two who can play right now, like after Courtney Lee. Like, New York mm-hmm. will give him up, and he's having a great shooting year. I, I think that that could be a great fit for them if they are going to keep making moves. Yeah, well, and then one thing, too, that gives, you know, scoring off the bench with Kennard, and he doesn't have to play a ton of yeah. minutes. So I, I think that move's decent. Again, I go back to that Dennis Schroeder move, and I, I think I'm a, a smart guy for that. 
Credit to Sean. I like the move. I just don't know, you know, what are they going to trade out? Are you going to well, lose somebody like Stan? Johnny goes one of your seven power forwards. Atlanta right now is 5-5 five and five in their last ten. And uh, yeah, are you saying Sac- they're not losing enough games? Well, Sacramento's doing terrible right now. Sacramento's two and eight <laughs> in their are. last ten. Dallas is seven and three in their last ten. Uh, Phoenix is two and eight in their last ten. So I mean, there's there's three the teams. There's, there's five really teams. Yeah, there's five teams within you know two games of that number one spot. And if you even want to stretch that out to Brooklyn and Chicago, there are seven teams fighting for that number one spot. So it's not a lockdown that the Hawks are going to be there. Mm-hmm. And if the Hawks' best player available is a Trey Young, Colin Sexton, then Go with that, move Dennis Schroeder, get some more picks, and maybe that is from Detroit, and you get their 2021 pick, and you get their uh, second-round pick, and maybe you throw in a Henry Ellison, or maybe you throw in a Stan John as a guy who is is young, and maybe you get rid of that defensive guy, but hey, you get Dennis Schroeder, and maybe you're able to add Reggie Jackson's contract into that. I don't know exactly what the the deal (laughs) would be, but I think Schroeder would be a nice fit for him. And I think you know with Atlanta's ability to rebuild and being in a rebuild, there's not a need for Dennis Schroeder to be on there. I think that's what we explored in our mock drafts is the fact that they're probably going to go with the best player available right. and try to keep Dennis Schroeder on this team, but he's not a lock on this team. Yeah, there is team, no lock on that team yeah. at this moment. So, I don't know. I, I think Dennis Schroeder's a great move, so I'm going to give myself yeah, yeah, all the props Yeah, gold star for Sean if you want to in the comments section. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I also said Dennis Schroeder can shoot the threes, and now he's yeah, shooting he, like 29%. He, he was last year. I remember last year he was like 34%, and he was shooting pretty nice. But now he's asking to do more, and he has no help around him. Mm. He, he has no help around him. Are you telling me like Luke Babbitt, not, not a ton of help there? He had... Uh, my boy Paul Millsap last year. I, I, Dennis Schroeder is, can still shoot the three. Okay. Uh, but anyways, final thoughts, Ricky. Um, right now, I hate the trade for the Pistons. Love for the Clippers. I'm going to make a prediction that when we look at this in hindsight, like four or five years from now, when Blake's contract is over, it's going to be highway robbery for the Clippers. Dave. Entirely possible, but I'm leaning towards Detroit is uh, keeping themselves relevant, and uh, they're they're going to eke into the playoffs uh, for the next couple of years probably. Uh, I think they miss the playoffs this year. I think they make the playoffs in the next three years. Um, uh, Dennis Schroeder's going to be on the team next year. He's going to look great in blue and red, and uh, Reggie Jackson's probably going to be in Utah or some Utah. place. Yeah, I don't know. He can't. Utah he's got to go to Orlando. No offense. To, oh yeah, let's, yeah, no, let's send him to Orlando. Start Orlando. <laughs> let's send him to Orlando. I'm sorry, Utah. A back, Utah a just seems boring. Of Reggie and Luca. Clearly, you I just Hazonia for Reggie straight up, right? Yeah. Yeah, I want Reggie to suffer. The next straight up. No offense. Like I don't like Reggie Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> he annoys me. What did he do to you? He's anno- he's annoying. I think he's, he's egotistical, and I'm not saying I'm not, but you know. I just think it's something where I think we he, should I, own up to. Yeah, I think I think if you put him in Utah, where it's kind of a little bit boring, I think he might he might wise up a little bit. I think he needs a, a, a swift kick in the ass. Or you put him in Charlotte. He, that's that's actually pretty bad. You Man, put him in Charlotte. It's a nice Jordan. place though. You're on the coast. Yeah, but you're True. you're gonna you're no, gonna I'm lose to Jordan one on one on a daily yeah. basis. Like that just doesn't. Jordan feel will good. put him in his place. Yeah. Even yeah. at 55, turning 55 this year. The only thing walking away from this thing is I just Jerry West is awesome, and yeah, I hope he, he just stays in the front office forever. He's the logo <laughs> like for the a man, reason. The man's a gem. When they make NBA 2K GM mode uh, a game, uh, he's gonna that's, be the he's gonna be the logo and the cover. That's all I can do in that game anyway. Already so. Anyways, uh, let us know your thoughts on the uh, trade between the Toronto Raptors, nope, uh, De- <laughs> Detroit Pistons, and Los Angeles Clippers. Wait. What made you say Toronto? Sean's tired. I'm tired, man. Yeah, I'm calling out Reggie Jackson to tell him to go to Utah. <laughs> um, tell us what you think of the Detroit Pistons and Los Angeles Clippers trade in the comments down below. Also, don't forget to check out patreon.com slash podcast um, where you can check out our $1 tier, $2 tier, $5 tier, and $10 tier. If you're joining the $10 tier, you'll be able to join us on the podcast. Also, check out mostofpodcast.com. we got uh, daily uh, segments being posted, full podcasts being posted over there. Um, also, rate us on iTunes five stars. If you please, we would love you for it. Uh, if you're listening on iTunes right now, big shout out to you. Also, if you're listening to Blog Talk Radio, Big shout out to you. And we have the uh, end results of the survey. Uh, we are sh- excited to share those mm-hmm. to you uh, coming soon. Mark and Riddy- Ricky are going to do a-, a video soon, but that's going to do it for Dave Oster, Ricky Wimmer. I'm Sean Anderson. We will see you next time. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.